0: Section thirty six of the History of Prostitution. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Arnie Horton. The History of Prostitution by William Sanger. Section thirty six, Chapter twenty seven, Mexico, Spanish conquest treatment of female prisoners, Mexican manners in 1677, priesthood, modern society, fashionable life, indifference of husbands to their wives, general immorality, offenses, charitable institutions, the CUNA or Foundling Hospital. The social condition of Mexico is of importance. As it was formerly the chief seat of spanish domination in america and its manners and government gave the key to all the other colonies and viceroyalties which owed allegiance to the crown of spain whatever the state of the native population may have been when spanish leaders and their myrmidons burst upon them and broke up the kingdom of the mexican emperors they rapidly succumbed beneath the lust avarice and cruelty which were ever the distinctive features of spanish warfare and conquest in every clime and against every people of the enormities perpetuated by these soldiers the history of the mexican conquest gives us innumerable instances but one solitary example from bernal de diaz will be enough he tells us that when they took women prisoners they made a division of them at night for the sake of greater peace and quietness and that they branded them with the marks of their owners they were thus at liberty to choose the handsomest of the indian women and reserved them for their own uses what these uses were can be easily supposed the fate of less favored female prisoners is left in doubt they were turned over to their savage allies to be butchered in cold blood or otherwise disposed of as most convenient from mexico the flood of spanish cruelty and immorality spread itself like a stream of lava over the whole of south america the chivalry of the soldiery soon degenerated and the self-denial and lofty motives darkened though they were by bigotry and cruelty in some cases which had distinguished the priests were lost inglorious ease and luxurious indolence now superseded that love of adventure and unconquerable daring which distinguished cortez and pizarro and their comrades No trace of the old heroic character remains save the grinding oppression and reckless selfishness which usually accompany ambition an illustration of the loose manners which prevailed in mexico among the clergy is to be found in the voyages of thomas page a dominican monk who visited mexico with some of his order on their road to the western coast of america and to asia as missionaries from this work published in 1677 we learn that the writer and his companions visited the prior of vera cruz on their journey and after a sumptuous dinner adjourned by invitation to his cell they found it richly tapestried and adorned with feathers of the birds of the michoacu the walls were hung with various pictures of merit rich rugs and silk covered the tables porcelain of china filled the cupboards and sideboards and there were vases and bowls containing preserved fruits and sweetmeats my companions says he were scandalized by such an exhibition the holy friar talked to us of his ancestry and of his good parts of the influence he had with the father provincial of the love the principal ladies of the place bore him of his beautiful voice and skill in music he took his guitar and sang us a sonnet in praise of a certain lady afterwards speaking of the franciscans of jalapa thomas page says their lives are so free and immodest that it might be suspected with reason that they had renounced only that which they could not obtain after witnessing a gambling scene in a convent he concludes that the cause of so many friars and jesuits passing from spain to regions so distant was libertinage rather than love of preaching the gospel the same writer subsequently passes from portraiture to more general delineation and thus depicts the body of the clergy it seems that all wickedness is allowable so that the churches and clergy flourish nay while the purse is open to lavishness if it be also open to enrich the temple walls and roof it is better than any holy water in their lifetime the mexicans strived to excel one another in their gifts to the cloisters of nuns and friars among the benefactors was one alonzo so rich that he was reported to have a closet in his house laid with bars of gold instead of bricks this man built a nunnery for franciscan nuns which cost him thirty thousand ducats and left to it two thousand dollars yearly And yet his life was so scandalous that commonly in the night with two servants he would go round the city visiting scandalous persons, and at every house letting fall a bead and tying a knot, that when he came home in the morning he might number by his beads the uncivil stations he had visited that night. Great alms and liberality toward religious houses are coupled with great and scandalous wickedness. They wallow in the bed of riches and wealth and make their alms the coverlet to conceal their loose and lascivious lives i will not speak much of the lives of the friars and nuns of the city but only that they enjoy there more liberty than in europe where they have too much and that surely the scandals committed by them do cry up to heaven for vengeance judgment and destruction it is ordinary for the friars to visit their devoted nuns and to spend whole days with them hearing their music and feeding on their sweetmeats for this purpose they have many chambers which they call loquatories to talk in with wooden bars between the nuns and them and in these chambers are tables for friars to dine at and while they dine the nuns recreate them with their voices we need no addition to these deep shadows from the dark pencil of so vigorous a lemner as worthy thomas page to delineate character nearly two hundred years ago But we can scarcely believe it equally applicable to the present day. The reign of oppression in Mexico, it is to be hoped, is approaching its end, and recent events have shown that the population is alive to some of those truths which were long ago patent to all the world except those most intimately concerned. Of modern Mexican society, an accomplished female writer who had the best opportunities of judging says, It is long before a stranger even suspects the state of morals in this country for whatever be the private conduct of individuals the most perfect decorum prevails in outward behavior but indolence is the mother of vice they rarely gossip to strangers about their neighbors faults habit has rendered them tolerably indifferent as to the liaisons subsisting among particular friends and as long as a woman attends church regularly Is a patroness of charitable institutions and gives no scandal by her outward behavior she may do pretty much as she pleases as for flirtations in public they are unknown the present amiability of the mexican ladies is admitted on all hands as is the genial warmth of their manner some travellers indeed and among them mr waddy thompson are of the opinion that this is attributed to them as a fault and that the reproach of unchastity is unjustly urged against them as there is no city in europe where there is less immorality the constant presence of a duenna and the house porter who is an appurtenance of every household of respectability are excellent checks on immorality but this would rather argue the necessity of a safeguard not found in the female virtue of mexico besides these appendages of rank have lost their real meaning and a duenna may be coveted into the convenient cloak or abetter of an intrigue the more safe as she is the supposed protectress of the husband's honour a native writer in summing up the character of his countrymen says that they are moderate in eating but their passion for liquor is carried to the greatest excess the affection which husbands bear their wives is certainly much less than that borne by wives to their husbands and it is very common for the men to love their neighbors wives better than their own this one-sided censor presupposes as a necessary consequence that the neighbors wives must show some reciprocity the general immorality of the lower classes in mexico would almost exclude the expectation of a system of prostitution as we usually understand the term puebla a manufacturing town near mexico is summarily described as having a most devout female population and a most abandoned one, but this is a matter of conduct rather than of calling. The enumeration of offences in the justice list of Mexico does not tell of one prostitute, although it contains a large number of persons guilty of incontinence. The exact meaning of this offence, in its legal and technical sense, is not given us but we presume it relates to improper and disgusting practices the charge of violation of public decency although it may relate to mutual familiarities will probably include both indecency and immorality the following table gives the number of persons arrested in the city of mexico in 1851 offenses drunkenness males 1256 females 1944 Total 3200. Affrays and wounds 728. Males 246. Females. Total 974. Incontinence 354. Males 403. Females 757. Total. Violations of public decency 311. Males 318. Females 629. Total. Robbery 384. Males. 120 females 504 total suspicion of robbery 180 males 84 females 264 total carrying weapons 209 males 85 females 294 total picking pockets 120 males 25 females 145 total false pretenses 39 males 17 females 56 total breaking prison 36 males 0 females 36 total murder 15 males 3 females 18 total total males 36 32 total females 32 45 total males and females 68 77 among a population of inferior intellect and with the excess of women always to be found in tropical countries the character of the priesthood becomes of primary importance on this particular some writers are of the opinion that what was written in 1677 will apply with almost equal force in the present day a position certainly open to doubt the lower orders of the priests and friars in mexico are generally uneducated and frequently licentious the most revolting spectacles of vice and immorality are exhibited by some of them they are remarkable for the rude appearance they present but they cannot be considered types of the class for the higher orders and respectable members of the priesthood are exempt from the imputations of such flagrant immorality even these are not blameless members of the church many of them have nephews and nieces in their houses or at least those who call them uncle but to whom scandal ascribes a closer relationship among the charitable institutions in mexico perhaps the most important is the cuna or Foundling hospital it is supported by private individuals and the members of the society consist of the first persons in the capital male and female the men furnish the money the women give their time and attention when a child has been about a month in the hospital It is sent with an Indian nurse to one of the adjacent villages, but if sick or feeble it remains in the institution under the immediate inspection of the society. These nurses are subject to a responsible person who lives in the village and answers for their good conduct. The child is brought back to the hospital when weaned and remains in his charge for life. Few however are left to grow up in the asylum. They are adopted by respectable persons, who bring them up either as servants or as their own children in this as in other institutions of the same character the mothers of the children often get themselves hired as nurses there are usually 5 or 600 children in this asylum end of section 36